Welcome back to Beats Per Minute, beautiful people. Um, I am your host, Miss Thursday. Uh, again, this is the Beats Per Minute podcast where hip-hop health and matters of the heart are all in sync. Um, I am super excited about today, um, but I do want to say um, to anybody that is watching live, please like follow, share this with people. You know, we're going to have a great conversation tonight. And if you're catching a replay, still share it, um, you know, like, follow, subscribe, you know, so you can stay connected with us and also know when we're doing another live episode, as well as any upcoming events and things that we'll have going on. Let's get to it. All right. Tonight, I am being joined by... Um, two really great people that I've just come to enjoy. Um, they are, you know, not only just deep in this hip hop culture, but they are educators. They are just, um, you know, great men. They're, they're innovators. They are the founders, the host of Slap Boxing, Slap TV. Somehow they have found a way to put slap in everything that they say. And without further ado, I want to introduce um, my two guests tonight, we have DJ 360 and Greatness of Slap Boxing. Really introduce themselves and tell you what they do um, real quick. So go ahead, fellas. Well, yo, I'm your international homeboy, the incredible DJ 360, and I'm one half of the Slap Boxing connoisseurs, you know what I'm saying? And we are a competitive musical platform and we compete everything that can slap. I don't care if it's food, if it's music, if it's clothes, shoes, words, education, books, whatever. If it can be competed against, we gonna slap it. And we have a bunch of things y'all can check out on YouTube at Slaps TV. Um, a bunch of competitions that we've done over the last five seasons, you know what I'm saying? And we, but the core of our platform is the music, you know what I'm saying? With a foundation in hip hop, but we explore genres including rock, reggae, hip hop, R&B, you name it. Um, if there's a slap involved, we're going to make sure we, you know, we tap, we tapping into it. So my partner, uh, Greatness, is going to give you a little bit more information about it. And, um, you know, so you all get an understanding of what we do. All right. Yeah, man. Great. It's the boy, boy, slap boxing greatness, man, a.k.a. man, slaps call quest. You understand what I'm saying? We are here celebrating the 50th anniversary of hip hop, man. Yes. So we got to promote that, man. You understand me? But anyways, though, like like my partner said, man, Slapboxing is the industry leader in competitive musical platforms. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, this thing started, man, on a wing and a prayer, man, and it just grew legs and arms. And, man, we planted. We here. You know what I mean? So like you said, anything you can think of, slapping <laughs> it against each other, man. Real talk. So like you say, check out all our social media platforms. You understand me? Slap boxing with the two P's and the I N. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. S L A P P B O X I N. All right, fellas. So I'm um gonna have you get more into the battles and and everything a little bit later, and we'll talk about how I got robbed. 
you know. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, I definitely, um, you know, appreciate you guys taking your time to um, be here with me tonight. You know, my goal for this month with um, Beats Per Minute was I really wanted to celebrate the DJs and, you know, the, the people that, you know, have kind of helped create the soundtrack to our lives. And, um, you know, and so I'm really grateful that I get to start this out with you guys because, you know, what you guys do is amazing, you know, and I, and I just um, appreciate you both. Um, so one of the things we like to ask, I guess, when we first get started is what was the song or that thing that made you fall in love with hip hop or decide that you wanted to be a part of this culture? Man, when I heard... When I heard the the 808 kick drum, uh, when, I, when I heard a 808 hi-hat and a snare drum, um, and these two MCs who happen to be from Queens, New York, uh, and, their, and their DJ, rest his soul, Jam Master J, on their first album, they had a song called Jam Master J. Uh, when I heard those sleigh bells at the beginning of the song, <laughs> it drew you in. And then when that beat dropped, I was like, I need to know what, I need to find some more of this. Uh, and I first heard that song back in like 85 and I memorized, I still know the whole song to this day. Uh, <laughs> when I heard that song, it drew me into whatever that music was. You know what I'm saying? But, uh -huh. that, but that came after my pops, shout out to OG Kent. He's been on the slap boxing platform. Yes, he has. <laughs> um, he used to play the original records before we knew what the samples were in certain songs that we came to love in hip hop. He would play the original records. Me and my brother, Court Knox, uh, would be woken up maybe about maybe, you know, 12, one in the morning and Pops would have us on the couch and he'd be playing his records and he'd make us pay attention to the breakdown. Uh. But but he he didn't have a name for it. He would just say, watch this part right here. Uh. So we would be focusing on that part and it happened to be what turned out to be the breaks in hip hop certain songs where the drums um, would, would continue, the bass line was taken out, and it broke down for maybe two or three bars, maybe four bars, and mm -hmm. it, but it didn't repeat. It was real short. Mm -hmm. so we, we would come to realize that those breaks that my pops had us listening to were sampled and, and was repeated for about three or four minutes, and it, it became hip-hop songs. One mm -hmm. of the ones that he would play would be, um, let me think, um, uh, Nautilus by Bob James. Mm -hmm. So anybody, I'm not gonna say what songs it was sampled. It's a in. lot. It's actually a lot of songs that have so, been used. Yeah. Like it's been used a lot. Exactly. So yeah. it's out there. So anybody that needs that wants to know, you know how DJs do back in the days, man. You need to go find that. Cover <laughs> my label. You can't see the name of this artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look up Nautilus by Bob James. My pop mm -hmm. used to play that record and several others, including breaks from Ramsey Lewis, Temptations, and. Um, Curtis Mayfield, the list goes on and on. But that moment, the song, to answer your question, the song that made me say, this is what I want to listen to for the rest of my life was a song mm -hmm. called Jam Master J by Run DMC. Um, I heard uh, The Message and Planet Rock and all that a little later. Because mm -hmm. I was born in 78, in 84, I was six. So I didn't, you know, I wasn't there when it, you know, when it, the inception. But um, as I got older, I be right. I knew I wanted to be involved in that culture, you know what I'm saying? And it came mm -hmm. break dancing and doing graffiti and beatboxing the whole nine. So that that's mm -hmm. that's that's my experience right there. Gotcha. Okay. What about you, greatness? What's your song? Well, 
for me, honestly, you know, I grew up again, want to be a break dancer. You know what I mean? Uh, spin it on my head, on my back, all that. Yeah. We had a little break dancing crew, man. We used to go battle. You feel me? But yeah, but um, I was all in the B Street. But you know, I'm from the West Coast, man. So it wasn't until Electric Boogaloo dropped, man. Okay. You feel me? <laughs> I wanted to be Turbo. You know what I mean? When he when he was dancing on the ceiling, that made me go get some chucks, man. Because you know, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I need some chucks to dance on the ceiling. But the song that did it for me, honestly, though, man. With freaky tales, you know okay. what I'm saying? Too short, man. When I heard that, I was like, oh, like I didn't even pay attention to the vulgarity. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, it was more so the story he was telling for me. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, dang, he doing it like that. You feel me? So, yeah, freaky tales is that one that made me just really be like, all right, I could do this because, you know, again, it was West Coast affiliated. You understand me? And I, I, I want, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted that to, you know, definitely be known. You know, um, because sometimes we do forget, you know, and, and I, well, I'll speak for myself, you know, growing up on the East Coast, you know, it was like not really thought about, I guess, when I was growing up, the idea that this was just in this region and it was slowly spreading its way through you know, the coast and, and, and the different regions. And so um, I think it was having a conversation with, um, you know, um, DJ clientele that really kind of helped even open my eyes to the origins of the West Coast. Yeah. Um, and how it really, you know, got popping there. So um, like you said, you're from the West Coast and, and more so the Bay Area, correct? Right. Yeah. And so... Yeah, it makes a big difference. And also, um, I heard someone um, talking uh, the other day. I was watching a podcast. I can't remember exactly who it was, but it was like someone from the East Coast the first time that they heard Too Short. Couldn't really understand because they're like, oh, man, he, you know, he rapping like kind of elementary. Right. And he was like listening to what he was saying and realizing like for that area, like he was repping his area and how important that was for that area to have that representation. And yeah. I think sometimes, you know, we don't um, talk about that enough in hip hop. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know I, I think, you know, accessibility was big for West Coast, well, Bay Area artists, let me mm. say it that way, you know what I'm saying? Being able to actually been able to put your hands on them you know, in the most loving way possible. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. But no, but being able to physically see them at the corner store, it's like, oh, that's E40. Uh, that's short, boy. You right there. He, and he's living normal life. Uh, that's big, blood. That's Selsky. That's cool nut. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Being able just to see them and actually talk to them and they like, oh, what's up, man? You know what I'm saying? That right there, I, I think, is what really endeared the Bay Area artist to their clientele. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. See them touch them. You might even went to school with them too. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And with somebody like Too Short, you know, he he dropped. I mean, he was doing what um, the Cold Crush and 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 Curtis Blow and them was doing before '82 when when hip hop really right. took a hold. '79 and '80, Too Short was popping in the Bay. He was mm -hmm. he he was doing freestyles. He was recording his first. Um, before and, and before his main release, which was um, Born a Mac in '87, 
he had already had three albums. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Too Short was popping at the time. Run DMC and all the, the legendary pioneers from the East Coast was doing their thing. He was doing the same thing on the West Coast. But because the Bronx was the focal point, mm-hmm. because the projects were huge, because there was this youthful energy coming out of there, that's where the spotlight was. Mm-hmm. But we can't really say with 100% certainty that that same energy wasn't happening in some other part of the country. Uh-huh. It just so happened that that is where it began. All shout out to the Bronx, shout out to fifteen twenty Cedric Ave, and everybody right. who, you know, Cool Herc and his sister who had the first party inside of the the, the community center right there. Uh-huh. Um, but shortly thereafter, Too Short was was coming to prominence um, in Los Angeles. You know the the whole Uncle Jam's army and yeah, yeah. Shout out to uh, yeah. shout out to them, Roger Clayton and, and uh-huh. Egyptian Lover and the whole crew down the LA dream team and all, all the way up. It was, it started to um, take shape and shout yeah. out to planet rock was one of those songs that um, gave a lot of birth to a bunch of songs around the country, including, you know, Miami base and what was happening yeah. in, in um, LA at the time. So. Hey, what, what's up dramatic? Yeah. And, yeah. Shout out to clientele too, world-class record crew and all that. You know? Yeah. Lorenzo and now, you know, DJ Yella and DJ Yella, you know. Dr. Dre. But you know, the funny thing is, is um Kurowski from the um Fat Boys actually just posted that yesterday. And he talked about how, you know, of course, with you know everything that has happened or whatever, a lot of people might not want to talk about, you know, how important Bambada was to the culture. But I mean, what he did for the culture, we can't we can't get away from that. And you know, it's it's unfortunate some some of the circumstances that arose over the last few years, you know, mm-hmm. um, um, not that you condone it, but at the same time, we, we can't erase what happened in, you know, to, in slavery times and leading up to now, we know what happened. We move, we, we grow from it, Yeah, um, but it's not erased. It's still there. You know what I'm right. saying? So hip hop is a picture of table. Mm-hmm. Grandma is one of the legs of the table that's holding it up. Right. Red Alert's one of the legs. Grandmaster Flash is one of the legs. Cool Herc is probably the actual table, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So shout out to shout out to all the all the pioneers, forefathers and foremothers of this culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're in the bay, we got the bug, you know, and, and then how do we go about getting into this from wanting to be a break dancer to wanting to do music or whatever the case might be? What was the journey for you guys? Well, for me, it actually started in grade school. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to the homeboy AK Black, man. You know what I'm saying? AK Black was a dude that came to the school and he uh he like he's I guess you could say he started like a mentoring group mm-hmm. with the guys at the school. And he had us <laughs> he had us rapping about some he 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 started a thing called eco rap. So mm-hmm. we rapping about ecology and the environment, you know what I mean? <laughs> And then and then we did a show, man. Real talk, bro. We did a show at, at the Bayview Opera House. You mm. know what I mean? And hold on, no, let me back up. Before AK Black, all right, I was in fifth grade, and we wrote the song about uh the election, Jesse Jackson, you know what I mean? Uh and, and running against you know Michael Dukakis and Gore back then, you know what I mean, and Bush the daddy. Uh, yeah, so we were rapping about that. Then it went to the, the you know the ecosystem, 
You know what I mean? And then um, it, just, it it matured into going to school. And when I went to when I went when I left San Francisco and when I went to college in Atlanta, man, shout out to Morehouse College and the whole ACC. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, when I went to Atlanta, that's where I started listening to a variety of music. Because mm -hmm. in the Bay, I mean, the Bay had their own culture, so we mm -hmm. listened to ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, we listened to some LA. You know, we, we listened to Outkast, and I heard the. Of course, I got the Purple Tape. Everybody got the Purple Tape. You know, everybody I mean, got the Purple Tape. And, and, and <laughs> be the infamous. You know what I mean? But um, it was we, we listened to Bay rappers, really mm -hmm. Frisco. We we had a whole movement. Yeah, from Point to Sunnydale to Lakeview to Filmo. Everybody was had multiple rappers coming out their hoods, mm -hmm. so we, that's what we did. But then when I went to Atlanta, that's when I got exposed to more of the dirty South feel with the you know ghetto mafias and the Pastor Troys and so on and so forth, the mm -hmm. TIs and the Goody Mobs. And anyways, you understand that. So it went from me being a rapper to wanting to pick the brains of the individuals that have made it in the industry and figure out what it was that you did and how did you you know what motivated you. So mm -hmm. that led to, you know, God helping us to do what we do now. Yeah. I'm going to let my partner, you feel me? Yeah, that's mm -hmm. real. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, for me, um, I, I had no idea what what rap was. So I approached my love for this culture. It came from understanding that song, Jam Master J, and him being my, to this day, he's my favorite hip-hop figure of all time. Mm -hmm. if, you me, if you tell me what does hip-hop look like, Put a picture of Matt, Jam Master J up and it'll tell you the story. And mm -hmm. Run DMC had their look because of him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Just lean to the left, bro. <laughs> exactly. You feel me? The B-Boy stands with there the gold go. chain. I got my gold chain on here. If you look at my name, my DJ name is D-E-E-J-A-Y. Yeah. D-E-E is my, or my initials, my first, middle, and last name. And the J-A-Y stand is from Jam Master J. So right. I call myself DJ 360 because me and Jay are together. Because when I heard that he passed away, it broke my heart super tremendously. All right. Yeah. So, but anyway, I jumped over California rap and everything happening in California because I loved what was happening coming out of Def Jam. Uh. Early in those days, back in 85, 86, when I really started to become aware of what hip hop was doing, the Beastie mm -hmm. Boys were hot. Yeah. And that first album, License to Ill, did something to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I play that song. I play the album from back to front, even to this day, in the shower, washing dishes. I'm playing rhyming and stealing all the way to the end to, to time to get ill, right? Um, but I, I wanted to be a DJ first. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I didn't start rapping until the fact of not being able to afford the equipment came into play. We had two homies that live up the street on Highgate. You know, Highgate, you feel me? Yeah, right. Um, uh, Owe and Jack, they were brothers. They had two techniques, turntables in their garage. They were DJs. Shout out to the DJs, man. Um, we would be at their house in the garage, and they left me downstairs one time. They had a party or something, and I, I was the only one in the garage, and I had these two turntables. This is about maybe fourth grade. Uh -huh. And there was an MC Hammer turning it, turn this mother out on one side and ripping by Sir Mix a lot on the other side. Said, Let me try to mix these two songs. Now, if you know those two songs, ripping is about 120 beats per minute fast. Turn this mother out is about 95. It's slow. And I, I just couldn't mix it. But I was just having a ball, just touching the records. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> um, to this day, you can't mix those two songs without doing something creative, right? 
But um, I was looking through their crates and I saw these Def Jam logos, the black label with the with the Def Jam logo, and it just did something every time I saw the Def Jam logo. So Run DMC, Beastie Boys, even though Run DMC were not on Def Jam, they were on profile, they were still kind yeah, of that, that exactly. Def Jam energy. Russell Simmons and you know exactly. um, Rick Rubin and all them. But um, I wanted to be a DJ, so I, I figured out okay, my cousins Shannon and Dwayne, they had a group called Ultrasonic Sounds back uh. in the mid-80s. And they would do parties and they would have the, they had the two turntables set up at their house. So I would love to go to my auntie's house in Westboro, you know what I'm saying? And mess with their music, put their shoes on, look at their record collection and just try to be like them. And mm -hmm. so um, so I, I wanted to be a DJ, but back then a whole DJ setup cost above two thousand uh -huh. dollars. And so what we used to do was make the pause tapes and <laughs> I was a. I can make right now if you give me a pause tape, uh, master tape player, I'll make a whole song seamlessly with different songs that I can, you know, you pause mm -hmm. it, rewind it, start it again, pause it, put another part, make a hook, a whole verse, and go back to the chorus with the pause tape. So we were doing that, but we would write down lyrics of other songs that we wanted to memorize, you know what I'm saying? So the first song I did with that was Posse on Broadway by Sir. Yeah. And when we did that, I said. I can rap. I'm saying his words over the beat. And so I said, I can do this. I was 10 years old. I, I wrote my first rap. Wow. Um, so that's how I kind of morphed into writing the lyrics and having my love for hip hop from the microphone as opposed to the turntables. It wasn't until the early 2000s that I got my own turntable set, put my money, you know, got some uh, turntables from the pawn shop that I still have to this day, two techniques, 1200s, because the culture changed and mm -hmm. People were turning their turntables in and getting CDJs. And when they mm. turned them in, I was scooping them up and buying them. They was 120 bucks. Put them on layaway for about three months and go back <laughs> and get them. So I went and got four of them. So I had the digital set and I had the vinyl set that I would use. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, and so that that turned into um, writing rhymes because I was able to do that over the pause tape mixes that I was doing. Me mm -hmm. and my brother, and we would beatbox and beat them. We, we used to have to take the bath together. You know what I'm saying? We young, you know, back in the days. <laughs> Me and my older brother, we had to take a bath. We would beat on the bath and in the in the shower when you beatbox and it gives you that echo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we would beatbox and he would, you know, and we, our, our homegirl up the street, Tanya Fulcher, shout out to her. She wrote our first rap. You know what I'm saying? I still know it to this day. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, um, it was based off of Paul Revere. It was, uh, it went. Um, that was my joint. <laughs> Here's a little story I got to tell about three little Max. You know so well, it started way back in D.C. with Super Live C chilling in and D. We came here, yes, to rock the place, to show excitement all on your face. We don't mean to brag, we don't mean to boast, but we rock many cities from coast to coast. You know yeah, and so when she did that, I was like, okay, this is confirmation that we can do what she did because mm. she's not a popping mm. rapper. She doesn't have a record deal. She doesn't have a song on the radio, but she wrote a rap. Let me try. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and so um, and not long after that, my birthday came and her cousin, which was Nick from Bayshore, you know what I'm saying? He bought me two posters of Run DMC that I couldn't put on my wall because my parents were against hip hop. Even though Run DMC was a positive group, they wasn't. They didn't understand yeah. it. So I, they didn't even, I, I couldn't even accept the posters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when I saw those, when I saw what Run DMC was doing, LL Cool J, I said I want to do this. Jam Master J, and then Sir Mix a Lot, the DOC, Fat Boys, Houdini. That was my 
entrance into the game from that point. Gotcha. And then how did you guys end up linking up to create what y'all have created now? And and we'll get back, go backwards too, but just, you know, how did you guys get to the place where y'all link up and y'all create this, you know, great um, platform that y'all give to people <laughs> to be DJs in their own right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want to, you want to, I mean, if I, if I if I had to go back to where it all began, it all mm-hmm. started off on the Diggy Dolph. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, I've known 360 since, shoot, we was about 11, 10, 11, mm-hmm. 12. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, back then, you know, we was going to the church, lock-ins and stuff like that as young cats, and he would come to the lock-ins and stuff like that. And you feel me? Back then, like, like he was different, though. Like, you know, so, you know, like, like back then, you know, I, we bay the thing about the Bay Area, man, we try to be different than LA. You know what I'm saying? The <laughs> right. way we walk, the way we talk, the way we dress, all that. But he's coming through in the dicky suits with the braids, the cornrows, and the chuck. You know, he stepped out of colors. You feel me? So we like, Hold on, bro, who, is this, who is this dude? You feel me? And then um after that, like I said, remember I went to Atlanta. My brother mm-hmm. came to Atlanta too. So mm-hmm. you can we was going to college together out there in Atlanta mm-hmm. in the AUC. Shout out shout to Morris to, Brown. Shout out to Morris Brown College, yeah. Morris yep. Brown, man, real talk, man. And then um, th- it was really God, though, man. This, this, And this is no cap right here. So after graduation, mm-hmm. I went my way. He went his way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And a mutual friend was like, hey, man, Mac D's. We called him Mac D's back then. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mac D's about to come to uh, Houston. So I'm like, he like, yeah, he look at you want your number. Y'all could call him. All right, cool. I'm busy with life, right? So I go on a job interview. I lead a job interview. He, I, he, he called me. So we talking. Like, oh, he like, yeah, man, I'm coming to Houston. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, man, I just have an interview. He like, yeah, I'm like, where are you going to be working? He was like, I'm going to be at Miller Intermediate. Now, mind you, I had just left the interview at Miller. Wow. And, and, and they had given me the job. So I'm wow. like, oh, boy, you lying, bro. I'm going to be there, too. <laughs> He like what? Like yeah. So then when school year start, our classrooms is right next to each other. <laughs> oh man, I get to see the homie every day. Wow. You know what I mean? And if you go on, if you, if you go on our Instagram page, um, we just post, or if you go on greatness oh, page, yeah, yeah. He he just posted a picture of us um, about what six years ago. Years five, ago, yeah, years about ago. five years ago, yeah. In, in our professional, in our professional yeah. gear. His yeah, I classroom. saw that picture. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Yeah, we was working at yeah. the same school, man. Growing working up together. Same school, yeah. And then, no, but how this started, you want to tell them that part? Yeah, man. So um, when the pandemic hit, you know, everybody was inside. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? Around spring break of 2020-ish? Yeah. yeah. March, yeah. Um, and then not long after that, the George Floyd situation happened. So we were, everybody was inside. Everybody was frustrated. The only thing popping on the radio, not on the radio, but on social media was D nice, right? He was doing mm-hmm. his doing his DJ thing, right? So um not long after all of that, or slightly before, not long after, I called him one time and I had my Bluetooth speaker on the dinner table. My family, we sitting out eating dinner and um I play a song. Well I have him on a speaker and then we just playing music. I, mm-hmm. I play a song and then he says, Oh, I got one too. Hold on, hold on. He gets his Bluetooth speaker and he plays a song. <laughs> and then it turned into, all right, I got one that's doper than that one. Oh, that was cool, but I got one that's doper than that one. 
And then we both kind of stopped at the same moment. It was like, wait a minute, hold on. We're doing something right now. It's, we just didn't know. We just couldn't put our finger on what it was. It was a battle. And so we stopped and we kind of talked about, what is this? We And we came up with the name shortly after that. Uh, Went through a couple. Um, I don't even remember what some of the previous ones were. And then we just... God, like he said, God dropped slap boxing in our spirit. And, and when we heard that name, it fit because we call in the Bay. Well, not only just the Bay, but I think it originated in the Bay. Shout out to E-40 and, and, and um, Rick Rock and all those guys. Slaps are what we call songs that hit real hard in the Bay Area and maybe right. across the country as well. And so since we're battling, going back and forth in a com competitive way, we call it okay. Since the song is called a slap and we're battling, why don't we call it slap boxing? Because the songs will be battling each other. They'll be boxing. Right. Each other. So slap boxing was a thing. Um, maybe later on that week, I drafted up a logo, um, the original logo that has the the uh, the onomatopoeia. Uh, with, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With the slap uh, explosion, with the with mm -hmm. the with the, um, with the boxing glove, with the musical note inside of it. And so that was our original logo. It morphed into what we see now with the colorful SLP BXN. Um, but it started out as Bluetooth speaker on the dinner table, talking to my brother on the on the on the on the phone and playing songs back and forth that we just had a good time. And my family was hearing the songs that he was playing and the songs that I was playing, and they were just having a good time eating dinner while we listening to music. Okay. But it turned into a competition because you know. <laughs> just like spades, just like dominoes, just like any basketball, whatever you playing, it gets right. competitive. And so that's what it turned into. And so we said, you know, let's take this and give it to the people because nobody's able to get out to the clubs or get out to parties or whatever. So we might as well get on um, online and share it with the people. So we started out <laughs> on Google Meets. You know what I'm saying? It was sharing the Google Meets with, with, a, with people that we know. And um, people would chime in and want to hear it. You know what I'm saying? And then we would post the playlist up online on Instagram. And it just kind of morphed into what it is now based on that. Just kind of in a nutshell. There's a lot of little intricate things that happen. But in a nutshell, that's that's kind of what happened. And uh, we're, we just wrapped up season five. Mm -hmm. um, and then we got into our summer school session to bridge five and six. Um, so, you know, tell them a little bit more about something I may have missed or, or you know, fill in some, some gaps with some information, man, that'll give them a good understanding of what we're doing, bro. Oh no, nah, man! I mean, you pretty much said it so eloquently, though. Man. Oh man! <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah, so that's pretty much what it was, and um, people like it, and you've you've experienced it, you know. Yes, I have. And see, it that's what makes us. That's what makes us different, though. Like we try to get something that the people can be a part of, you know. Yeah. Again, exactly. during those time of quarantine, you know, you were able to view different other things that were going on. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. no, they were great. I enjoyed them myself, but mm -hmm. I couldn't really be a part of them. You know, what I mean, yeah. this right here allows the common man to be a part of something, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Or, you know, the songs that they necessarily would play, you know, mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily like what I wanted to hear. So right. if I had the opportunity to do this person versus this person, I would pick this song, you know, and right. you would see it in the comments too. So yeah. um, really, really adult, you know, situation. And I can attest firsthand, I had a really good time on the show i've had a great time just witnessing you know the different shows and you know and um just saw that you guys had someone pretty special um you know kind of on there i'm gonna let y'all talk about how that came to be and um because it's not just the battles between um you know different people sometimes you guys battle and sometimes you guys have someone on there you know that you're interviewing and so talk about that latest interview that you guys have going on 
Yeah, well, I mean, okay, so just to rewind the tape, if you got your cassette tape, man, hit that rewind button. Let's, let's go back a little bit. Um, so <laughs> we we would, it, it started out, Greatness and I just battling each other for the first, mm -hmm. maybe, what, four seasons, it was just us. You know what I'm saying? Then we said, you know what? We said, you know what, let's bring other people in. Let's give them a chance to slap. So we had something called um, March Slapness. It was kind of like March Madness where mm -hmm. we created a tournament. We got people who would, you know, we had the, like, let's just say the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. And it came down to an elimination game or tournament. And then we go to the championship and see who had, you know, battle for slap supremacy. Shout out to Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> Tracy and Tracy, she, uh, yeah. she won two times in a row. But um, yeah. so it went from that to where we had a, anytime we have an off season, we have conversations about how we can upgrade and get better the next one. So we said, let's, let's start um, bringing in, let's, let's break up the format that we've been used to for the first couple of seasons and let's bring some people in to interview. Uh -huh. Let's, now let's break on, up now. the, uh-huh. Hold on. Remember, tell them by initially we, we would have guests appear in the yes. battles. Right. And, yes. but people would be afraid to talk to them. So the guests would just be sitting there watching the battle. We like, y'all don't want, we got, Kurovsky sitting right here, man. Y'all want to talk to him, man? You can ask yeah. him anything. We had Sugar T, you know what I'm saying? Just to name a few. You know, they're like, you don't want to talk to them. They scared. Man, you we know? had JJ Fad in there. JJ Fad. Uh, huh? JJ Fad showed up, and nobody, like he said, nobody wanted to say nothing because it was like, that's JJ yeah, Fad. Yeah, they was. You know, <laughs> uh, Kurovsky was not a not a stranger to the show. He's been on many times. Um, big you know, we we got the a member of the legendary Fat Boy sitting here, and y'all don't want to say nothing. So. But they were they came in as, as celebrity guest judges of the battle, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And so they we, we did that for a few times. Um, who else did we have in there? We had, um, we, we had the poet laureate of San Francisco, yeah, yes, you know, yes, Congo Eisen Martin, yeah. And, so we, we we would we bring celebrities in, and then um, later on, we said, okay, how can we further utilize the celebrities? And so we um said, okay, let's focus on them so that they're not sitting there bored just listening to music, let's involve them by interviewing them. But mm -hmm. let's not get let's not get away from our original format, which is slapping music. So if you check if you check out anything we've done in season five and the summer school slaps, um, you see a format where we slap only three songs, but the rest of the um slap episode, we don't know what an episode is, we call them slap episode. Yeah, <laughs> we went through slap episode one through four for the summer mm -hmm. school to bridge four um episode uh excuse me, season five and six. And mm -hmm. Throughout the episode, slap episode, we would have three songs, but then we would interview the, the celebrity. So the latest one that you're speaking of is Omar Gooding. Right. You know what I'm saying? We just interviewed Omar Gooding. It's, a, it's about an hour long. We just put up the first clip. The next one will be up tomorrow. Mm -hmm. If you watch Baby Boy, he played the role of Sweet Pea. He was in Smart Guy back in the days. Mm -hmm. He's been on Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Mm -hmm. He has many movies out um, that, that you can find on yeah, AM radio. Um, uh, family time, but he has mm -hmm. a he's a legend, and his brother, of course, is Cuba Gooding Jr. from Boys right. in the Hood and from radio, and um, uh, you know, just a legend, right? Not, not only that, his pops was in mint condition, he was one of the lead singers, so it's like main ingredient, main ingredient, yeah, main ingredient, yeah, main ingredient. His dad was, um. Everybody plays a fool and all those songs. If you want to mm -hmm. check those out, his dad is a lead singer on there. But we had a great conversation with him. You know what I'm saying? And um, we just interviewed uh, Jake 
No, I ain't gonna let that no, one go. Yeah, yeah, let that one But we, but for the summer, we also talked to J.O. Felony, who's a legendary um, West Coast rapper West from San Diego. Mm-hmm. He was signed to Def Jam. Um, we, we we interviewed Smackwater, who's an internet sensation. And then um, for for Slap Soul Three, we we battled. We gave you a slap battle. Come on, we gave him a slap battle for the three. And what we did was shout out to the East Coast and shout out to the old school. Shout out to the classic albums. What we did was we selected. From the East Coast region, we selected one of our favorite albums from the East Coast and slapped it against slapped them against each other, song for song, we're only up to song number 12. And mm-hmm. so what happened is if song number one was an intro and my song on another album was a song, that's just the chance you take. You're gonna slap mm-hmm. an intro against uh, an actual full-length song. And so mm-hmm. we just went from track number one to track number 12 and slapped song for song for song. Um I had <laughs> <laughs> I, I chose yeah. It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back by Public Enemy. Mm. And what did you have, bro? Yeah, man. I had, you know, the classic of all classics. Nah, nah, I'm just playing. But I had <laughs> you know, Notorious Big, Ready to Die. You okay. know what I mean? Like, if you play that, 1 to 12, you're not skipping yeah. anything. It's a great album. So yeah. we, so those are the types of things we do. We, we have a specific format that is who we are, which is we're going slap for slap. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I have a theme since your name is Miss Thursday. We might have when you come on again, we might find songs that were recorded on Thursdays. Yeah. Artists that were born on Thursdays. And then we yeah. get a well, artists that talk about Thursday. Talk about, yeah, 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 exactly. Thank you. Yeah, well, you know, Giving away too much game. Yeah. Because you, <laughs> you, you are coming back at some point. But you um, know I am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And so that's what we do. We we battle food. You know what I'm saying? If you have a peach cobbler that tastes better than your homegirl's peach cobbler, cook them up and let's taste them and see who slaps the hardest. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, we've slapped uh, liquor, you know, wine, uh, alcoholic beverages, you know what I'm saying, um, sodas. So anything that can slap, we slap it against each other. So when we thought of this idea back in 2020, it just grew a bunch of different legs, a bunch mm-hmm. of different branches. And shout out to the other competitive platforms that are doing things, you know, but we didn't see that they were engaging the people. You 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 listen to them, but you are us. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think that's important. And also, you know, we needed all of it, right? I was super excited to see what I hoped was becoming um was going to become the norm. It was nice seeing the DJ brought back to the forefront during 2020. I think we was reminded of how important they were. Um, I feel like they, you know, saved our lives in a lot of ways. And so I think that, you know, we needed all of that. We needed the engagement. We needed the entertainment. You know, it was, it was really fun, you know, being able to um, go on to different platforms and, and, you seeing everybody from, you know, your coworker to the president, you know, mm-hmm. one year talking, you know, on, on different platforms because we were all, you know, in the same space. And it really helped to um, lift us out of depression. It gave us something to do. You know, you saw people getting dressed up just to go to club quarantine, you know, different mm-hmm. things. Right. Like and, um, you know, and it was, it was um, once again, you know, we saw hip hop come to the rescue because I like to think about like, you know, when they talk about the blackout, you know, in New York, like 
that was like an explosion of hip hop became from that, you know, that period. Um, Cause a lot of people was able to get equipment all of a sudden, you know right. what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> so right. you had a big explosion of uh, DJs, you know, cause some didn't want to wait till 2000s to put their stuff on. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> So, right. um, talk to me about you guys. Or, or I'm sorry, go ahead. Um, 360. Oh no, I was just piggybacking off what you were saying. I, okay. remember, <laughs> I remember that time. I remember seeing interviews about that time when New York had the blackout and you know the loot and happened and equipment. And now you got DJs popping up in different crews. But it, oh, yeah. but, the, but the DJ is the cornerstone. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, when a lot of rappers couldn't get on the mic during the quarantine, they weren't doing no shows. The DJ still had the equipment. Yeah. And yeah. can still spin those songs of the artists who couldn't rap. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, so shout out to D Nice, Jazzy Jeff, um, Shortcut. Oh, list goes on and on. Greatness, 360. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, what I was about to, you know, kind of talk to you guys about. Um, you're both from the Bay. You went to school in Georgia, and now you're both in Houston, Texas. <laughs> and um, you know, um, just kind of going back. You know, I you know, met you 360 sadly after my brother passed away. And, um, you know, you guys were actually uh, about to do, you know, an old school show in Camden, New Jersey, and you was, uh, you know, with somebody, you oh, know, man. Else, you know. <laughs> important guy. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah. That was, um, yeah. So let's go, let's, let's take it there. I mean, okay. shout out to DJ, Mr. Mix, my big brother, man, from two by yes. two. Yes. Um, I was out on the road with them for about two and a half years, you know what I'm saying? Um, and shout out to Brother Marquise, rest in peace to um, uh, Chinaman, uh, um, Fresh Kid Ice, yes. shout, out to, shout out to Uncle Luke. But I, I came in um, and was just supporting Mr. Mix on the mic, you know what I'm saying, do these concerts. And I was um, going all over the country with him. And one of the stops in 2018, I believe it was 18, right? Yes, 18, no. 18. 2018. Yeah. Um, one of the stops was in um, Camden, New Jersey. But um, I don't know. Should I, I don't know. Would you like me to go into the story on, on how yeah, you figured it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. So um, um, earlier in the week, man, early that week, we had a show on a Saturday or a Friday, I believe it was a Saturday. It was Friday. It was a Friday. Okay. Um, but we rehearsed. We kind of, Mr. Mix put together the audio for the show. And it, include, it, it included a bit of My Mind's Playing Tricks on Me by the Ghetto Boys, which your brother produced, had a lot to do with, and was part of that whole movement. Shout out mm -hmm. to Rap A Lot and the Ghetto Boys, Willie D and Scarface, Bushwick Bill, rest in peace. Mm -hmm. um, so Mr. Mix, you know, we kind of was on the phone and, you know, saying, okay, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, uh, learn your parts, blah, 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 kind of doing a rehearsal. It was Mr. Mm -hmm. Mix, myself, and Ready Red on the phone, DJ Ready Red. And... Um, mm -hmm. So we got ready to, uh, how did it happen? Wednesday came. And I, I think we were supposed to get on the phone again, and we just didn't. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it was like, all right, everybody, everybody's professional. We know our stuff. Let's just go to the show Friday. We'll hook up at Soundcheck. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we get to Camden, New Jersey. Um, we fly in. We call Red as soon as we get to the hotel. Like, all right, bro. You know, we was calling him to meet us at Soundcheck so we could run through the song because we didn't get a chance to do it again that week earlier in the week. Mm -hmm. He didn't answer. We're like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Let's try it. Let's go eat, get something to eat. You know, let's call him when we get back to the hotel. 
We call him again and he doesn't answer. We're like, okay, man, maybe, maybe he got maybe he got cold feet and got or you know, he because he hasn't performed in a while before that, right? So it had been just a few years because he he did start doing something like with premiering them, um, like with um through shout out to um you know Tracy Walker and Cat yeah. Productions, but yeah, yeah, it still wasn't like back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so we get to we get something to eat. Um, and mute one of those, bro. All right, and then so. We didn't hear from him, and it was time to go to sound check. So we said, all right, let's try one more time, see what's up with Red, man. If he doesn't answer, maybe he had to go to work, because I know he worked security, and mm -hmm. he did some things at night. So maybe he decided to – nobody was upset. It was like, okay, maybe he just decided not to do it. So we get to sound check, and we call him again, and he doesn't answer. We're like, all right, well – so we run through the show. It only took us maybe, maybe five or ten minutes. As long as the mic sounded cool and the beat was slapping, we didn't really have to go through our whole show to – to, to know that everything was right. Mm -hmm. And so we go back to the hotel. So I don't, I don't know, let's just say sound check was about six o'clock. We get back to the, and we were supposed to go on about, I guess, eight mm -hmm. show time. And uh, we were second, I believe, after um, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Um, so we get on, we, we get back to the hotel, rest up, take a nap, whatever. Um, we get the lobby call from our tour, tour manager, Debo. Shout out to Debo, man. He, he, um, he called us to come down to the lobby. Soon as I get down to the lobby, Mix, Mix wasn't down yet. Soon as I get to the lobby, the legendary Van Silk. Shout out to Van Silk, man. Van Silk called. Van Silk, man, he he's responsible for a lot. We could do a whole segment on him. Really? Yes, yes. And he, he's no, he's a, he's a, he's a friend of the slap boxing platform as well. He's been on there, but he called me and was like, "Yo, I keep knocking my headphones out." He said, "Yo, y'all all right?" Because he knew that Red was supposed to be on the show with us. I was like, yeah, we cool. What's happening? He said, you heard about Reddy Red, right? I was like, nah, what, you, what happened? He was like, he died, yo. So I, I said, yo, let me call you back. I called Mr. Mix. I said, yo, man, you know why we ain't been hearing from Red? Red's dead. Red died, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were sitting on that phone for about two minutes and it was just complete silence. And so maybe five minutes later, Mr. Mix comes down, we head to the venue and, um, you know, the, we, we did our show, but Mr. Mix made sure that before he did anything, he gave a shout out to, to Reddy Red. Mm -hmm. He's one of your hometown heroes, blah, blah, blah. And we played um, the instrumental. It was about a minute and a half of um, my mind's playing tricks on me. And, you know, when I say ready, y'all say red, ready, ready. And then so we gave him a tribute. But yeah. it was that was just a crazy um, um, uh, collection of events that happened um, that ready red was gone. And we were trying to contact him. It was it was just in uh, from what I understand, he died of a um, cardiac arrest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So well, they, um, they, you know. I didn't feel like they needed to do an autopsy to be definite, but, um, you know, just kind of from looking over things that looked like it was, you know, um, possibly a heart attack and, um, yeah. Um, but it, it was, it was really crazy because, um, he had kind of kept it close to his chest about the show, you know, what he was going to do. 
And um, he just posted the flyer that Wednesday and made it known that he was going to, you know, just kind of walk out, you know, um, when, uh, you know, um, Mr. Mix was going to do his thing. And I was messing with him because when I saw Salt and Pepper was on the venue, I was like, oh, you know, let them know I went back to school because back in the day when he was on tour, he had Icy, Salt and Pepper, Q-Tip, like everybody he was on tour with telling me to go back to school because I was going through something like when I was younger or whatever. And um, so it was like a little joke. And he was like, you know, if I if I get a chance, I definitely will. And um, and that was the last little conversation kind of between us. And that was just on Facebook. You know, at that time I was working night shift. Um, so, you know, whenever he would work nights, you know, we would sometimes talk and stuff like that. But um, he was also still, you know, working in the morning too. So when I got the call that Friday, you know, of course I'm rushing to go, you know, to my sister, let my family and everybody know, but we were trying to figure out how we could get a hold of someone from the venue to let them know what, you know, what was what. So, you know, when I finally did um, talk to you and Mr. Mix and I found out that, you know, like, you know, my, my cousin Eric was the one that told me like, yeah, they know there is, you know, it's all good. Um, but when I finally talked to you guys, you know, um, it was just like, you know, just a, a crazy moment for me. You know, um, like you said, man, still got, you know, I, I, I make the joke with everybody. If I ever write a book about my life, I'm going to have a chapter that's called Hello, Abel, Van Silk, because that's how much he called me that weekend. Um, yeah. Just checking in on me, calling with different people. You know, um, it was it was really, really crazy. Yeah. Um, um, Ready Red, man, just another thing about his, he was so humble, man. When I was, um, before I got back to the state, well, before slap boxing, before I was a teacher in the state of Texas, I lived overseas in Abu Dhabi. So I'll be back and forth to Abu Dhabi, Dubai, Sharjah, uh, Oman, different places, DJing. Um, and from me DJing over there, I created something called 360 University, which is a, a school that I kind of put in place to teach DJs how to, or young people who are interested in being a DJ, teach them how to DJ. Mm -hmm. And, um, I connected with Ready Red, did an interview with him about 2014, and we kept a, a relationship. And he did an intro for me, welcoming the students to 360 University. He did a, it was like a two-minute video. I still got it. I keep it in my phone where he said, you know, welcome to 360 University. If you listen to DJ 360, he's going to give you everything he can about You know, he did a real dope intro. And, uh, and I'll send it to you. I don't know if I sent it to you, but I'll send no, it to you. Did. you check it out. Yeah, I'll yeah please it. do. And, um, and so whenever I would have my classes... I would show the video to the students and they were like, whoa, that's DJ Ready Red from the Ghetto Boys. My mind's playing tricks on me. Yeah. So and that kind of validated the fact that I could, you know, teach them if he's he gave me a stamp, basically. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he gave me the stamp along with Red Alert and Van Silk. Those are the three that was like my main ones. Uh -huh. um, but I, but I just want to give a shout out to you and your family. You know, condolences to your whole family. Ready Red was a very important person, is a very important um, person. As we celebrate 50 years of hip hop, um, he had a lot to do with the sound that's coming out of Texas as well as the South overall. You know what I'm saying? And um, um, listening to his beats is another reason why I fell in love with hip hop. If you listen to a song called Making Trouble off the off um, one of the earlier Ghetto Boys, I'm not going to say the first Ghetto Boys album, but 
Yeah, the early ones. It was the the first one that him and Johnny C was on. Right, Because right. <laughs> you had Car Freaks, and that was with um, Sir Rapalot and Box and Raheem, and then right. um, you know they put out the Beat Down single, and then Making Trouble, the album, was like the first album with um, you know all of them on there. With with, with Bushwick as a dancer, you know, yeah. what I'm saying as the hype man, but but um but uh, shout out to Ready Red. Yeah, thank you, thank you, and um. So you kind of, you know, we went into that, but let's not skip over your um, your time with Two Live Crew. What is that like? <laughs> and 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 you know, and and y'all both were also in Georgia during a very crucial time in the world. So I'm also going to ask: Are y'all marked safe from the Freaknik documentary? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I, well, um, Two Life Crew was a, it was an opportunity that came, um, you know, I was anticipating a little bit of backlash because I wasn't one of the original members and I was, I kind of came in after one of the members decided to do his own thing. And, you know, we did get some, you know, you know, it, some, some, some of the time was a little, it, it could have gotten a little crazy, but it was cool. Um, I, I knew, I've known Mr. Mix since 2006. Um, and when some changes happened with the group, he called me and I said, okay. He was like, man, you want to go on the road and do some of this stuff with me? I was anybody get that opportunity is going to say yes. You know, so I was like, I was like, I just got back from Abu Dhabi. I was trying to find my way in Texas. And he calls me and says, let's go on the road. And I was like, I checked with my wife, you know what I'm saying? Make sure she was cool with it. Cause two live crew can have a lot, you know, but it wasn't none of that. It was, but you know, she was cool with it. You know, I was, and um, we went city to city. We was on tour with MC Hammer on tour with um, Vanilla Ice, Rob Bass, Bone Thugs in Harmony, rest in peace to um, Coolio. We did shows with him as well as um, rest in peace, Biz Marquee, um, Salt and Pepper, uh, Slick Rick, the name goes on and on people I've met and able to get autographs from because I'm a huge fan. So mm -hmm. I remember one time I brought about 20 records that I had from Sir Mix-a-Lot and he signed every single one of them. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Um, but it was great. We, we I did about two and a half years with them. Um, I was you know, doing maybe 90% of the rap. Um, and Mr. Mix was doing his thing, hyping the crowd, DJing. And we went from city to city. We did dates all over the country. I've been to cities that I've never been to on my own, Portland, Maine, um, cities in Iowa, Minnesota. Uh, we've been to Winnipeg, Ontario, Canada, um, West Coast, down South, everywhere. And of course, when you go to certain cities in different markets, they're looking for Luke. They're looking for Brother Marquise. They know that Chris, uh, rest in peace, uh, Fresh Kid Ice has passed on. Then they see my face. They're like, man, what's going on here, man? <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, we gave them a show. They heard the songs as they sounded on CD, mm -hmm. and they had a great time. You know what I'm saying? So that was that was probably one of my top three experiences that I've had in my lifetime yeah. dealing with music. Yeah. I can definitely imagine that. So I'm going to ask both of you guys, how um, do your students feel about having you guys as teachers and um, have you found that utilizing hip hop in some way actually helps you to um, teach them or for them to understand like certain things better? Because um, I know that there's a lot of curriculum out there that marries, you know, hip hop with education. You know, growing up in the 80s, 90s, I felt like hip hop was 
you know, our education. It taught us a lot about things that we were not getting in school. So how do y'all kind of utilize hip hop to teach your students? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> hip hop for me, I use it more so from an entrepreneurial standpoint. Mm. I've always been fascinated with the, you know, the Russell Simmons, the you know, Suge Knights, the masterpiece. So being able to, you know, allow them to see me in those circles makes it a lot easier for me to get across the idea of owning your own thing. Mm. You know, far too many times, you know. We try to push our children to go get a good job, which is fine, but that that has a a, a, a limit on it. Mm -hmm. you know I mean? And being that you know, I was raised under the standard that we are excellence. I am excellence by Marva Collins. You know what I mean? And there's a line in that poem that says, "When society draws a circle that shuts me out, I will design my own circle to draw me in." You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I use hip hop to show them that they can create whatever they want to too. Mm -hmm. you know, so it's been a blessing because. They've seen it go from nothing to what you see right now today. Yes. They've seen, they've seen it go from me just talking about it to you know, some of my kids, some of our some of the kids' parents are actually wearing the gear and sending us pictures right. in the gear. You know what I mean? So, nice. you know, so they've been like, Mom, that's my teacher stuff. You know what I mean? So to show them that they can do that, you know, I preach to them about uh, I don't know if y'all if you're familiar with Farrah Gray, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yep. Farrah Gray, you know, billionaire. I showed them that though too. There's no age limit on entrepreneurship and being the boss you know mm. and I, I feel like i got that from just again the bay area you know what i mean out the trunk with it you know what i mean you're too short your e40s your jt the bigger figures man you know what i mean your sales mm -hmm. keys they all did it out the trunk mm -hmm. so yeah 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 what he what he's saying is very important um um Looking at hip hop from a business standpoint and showing the kids that they can do this too is very important. Mm -hmm. um, I, I I took it from an actual, um, uh, I guess, uh, a working perspective where they can actually do these things. Black history for Black History, where we we had this opportunity to design our doors with a Black History theme, and I chose fifty mm -hmm. years of hip hop. So when you walk in my door, I got Ice Cube, Too Short, Kid and Play, all these figures on my door of nice. the classroom. And I put a turntable out there. So when they come down to judge our doors, I got, what, what record did I have playing? I had a, um, a hip hop song, I forgot what it was. I think it was It Takes Two. And I had a play a playlist running of hip hop. Uh. And, and so um, I also brought 360, um, 360 University to the school. And so we have these clubs at our school where the kids can sign up for a club and um, for a few weeks, they're able to go to these different clubs at 2.30 every day for 30 minutes mm -hmm. and experience something that's non-academic. Get them out of the, the, the um, you know, get them out of academics for 30 minutes. And I brought mm -hmm. uh, 360 University. So I brought the turntables and I would teach them how to mix and how to make beats um, and how to count bars. I gave them the history of a turntable um, all the way from you know, the phonograph up to the Technics 1200s and the, and the CDJs and now to controllers. I showed them the progression of that. And, mm. then, and then earlier in my career, what I would do to help them with studying for a test, I would help them write rhymes of their notes to put mm. in and then memorize the song, memorize the poem, and you should get an A on my test. Mm -hmm. And so that was the perspective um, that I brought in. And then I also brought Red Alert to school for career day uh, when I was in Atlanta. Um, at, at the time, Red Alert was living in Atlanta, 
Mm -hmm. became cool. I met him um, through his wife who worked at my school. She was working in the cafeteria. I was Mm -hmm. setting up my turntables for a dance. She walked over and said, (laughs) you a DJ? I was like, yes, ma'am. I went back to doing what I was doing. She said, you know who my husband is? I looked at her like, no. (laughs) She said, you heard of DJ Red Alert? I was like, Yes, I have. And um, <laughs> that created a relationship. I wish you had that in school. <laughs> yeah. And so that, that turned into a relationship to where he, he agreed to come up to the school for a career day. You should have mm. seen how many teach, teachers were at the hallway taking pictures. And <laughs> I, I set the turntables up in there and he came in, did a mixed demonstration. And um, um, so that's how I connected hip hop with education because it, they're synonymous. Because yeah. you have to learn something on both ends. You got to learn how to write rhymes. You got to learn how to scratch, learn how to count bars, learn how to count beats. You got to learn how to do fractions. You got to learn decimals. You got to learn how to read. You got to learn how to write. So all that education can be combined as long as you remain creative and um, bring some of yourself to the classroom. And that's what that's what we did with hip hop. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, October of 2018, after my brother passed, I had to, um, you know, Shout out to Van Silk again. You know, he um, helped me um, to work with our hometown of Trenton, New Jersey, to put a um, workshop together where, you know, um, Red Alert came and um, Grand um, Grand Wizard Theodore and um, Kevy Kev, Rockwell, um, and um, you know, Raheem from the Furious Five. Um, DXT, you know, a, a lot of, lot of great, you know, um, artists from the first generation and some of the DJs from my hometown of Trenton, um, because that was something my brother had wanted to do, um, was, um, like he did a showcase and kind of a workshop with the kids one year through the, you know, the, was working with the library and he had been going around and doing panels with the guys and, um, um, you know, so I wanted to kind of continue that um, with the with the library. And, um, you know, I want to give a shout out to uh, one of my, um, you know, um, close friends, DJ Oxygen. You know, he's from Trenton, but he's out there out, you know, in D.C. doing his thing. He does like a lot of, um, you know, events and um, comedy. But, you know, he was working in the you know, city of Baltimore schools doing the same thing, had to, de- you know, had different DJs coming in and you know, talking to the kids about, you know, hip hop and how to spin and all that stuff. And, you know, and, right. and put a really nice program together. And, um, you know, just going back to like when we were younger and we had band and we had choir, like um, in art, those things helped marry the idea of education. Right. And, you know, and, and um, with so many schools losing funding for, um, you know, the arts, um, we also have to still find creative ways to be able to teach, you know, and, and give them a different way of looking at things, you know, cause when you think of many of the, um, MCs, you know, from prior generations, some of them was, you know, high school dropouts, never finished school, whatever, right. but you study their lyrics and, it, and it's, you know, it's like crazy, you right. know, so, um, you know, it's so much that we can still, learn and and get out of hip-hop and um you know and I, I i you know i'm always very interested to see the way that people use it to you know educate you know but yeah right. but i know i've had you guys on here for a minute and i am always happy to talk with y'all and, and hang out with y'all you know you guys have such great energy and 
I definitely appreciate you guys taking the time. Um, let everyone know what you got coming up. Um, you know, I know that we're in summer school right now, but when does the new season start? What do they have to look forward to? When am I coming back on? You know, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Make sure you stay slapped in, man, with the with the social medias, though, man, because we got again interviews dropping. Like we say, we finishing out, um, brother Omar. Good, mm-hmm. and we got you know. Okay, yeah, um, like he was about to say, um, we started out um, the summer summer school slap sessions with uh. Uh, with four episodes, yeah, you okay. kind of froze up. You kind of froze up, bro. So I'm yeah, just, I keep uh, getting kicked out, man. Please, yeah. Don't think I'm, oh no, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not. But go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, nah, but yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. But now, nah, like you said, though, man, you know, stay close to the social medias, man. Cause we got a lot coming up though, right now, though, man. You know, we're in the lab. We don't want to give away the plans before they happen. So stay tuned. Season six is coming. You know, September season six will be dropping. You know what I mean? And again, be on the lookout for a whole new format and man, and a different approach to this. You know, uh-oh, uh-oh. You know we do. You feel me? Yeah. Also, you know, look for us at a city near you, though, too. You know what I mean? We will be uh-oh. at your local venues, man. You know what I'm saying? Trying to have a slaptastic time doing right. You feel me? Slap boxing in the street. You know what I'm saying? That's our that's our segment. We got a we got a kind of a theme that we have when we pull up to different venues or different cities. Um, like when we go to concerts, for example, we just went to the concert for Souls of Mischief. Shout out to Souls of Mischief, yeah. um, celebrating 30 years of 93 till infinity. We pulled up to the concert, we hung out with Souls of Mischief and Domino and um, the architect and 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 um, a bunch of artists that were there. Raw Fusion, yeah, Raw, yeah. Raw, yeah. Wattage, yeah. Raw Wattage, you know, what I'm saying yeah. down with um, um, um. Um, Lord, Lord Professor, uh, Lord Professor, Lord Professor. I'm tripping. Yeah, yeah. extra Pete. You know what I'm saying? So he's they'll be coming back. But when we do things like that, we call that slap boxing in the street. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout out to Ice Cube. We kind of he made it a hot song, a hot line. We made it a hot theme. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> so, so we got yeah. slap boxing in the street. So that means we're gonna be pulling up to a city near you, into a venue. Y'all come out. We do the you know the slap boxing uh, battle live in different venues. That's coming soon as well. Um, so that's about all I'm going to say about season six. Uh, we got a bunch of different treats coming up for y'all, but you can look forward to battles that you can participate in as well, uh, coming up yeah. again. And, um, mm-hmm. but like, like, like my partner greatness said, just pay attention to the social medias, go and check out so you can have a backstory of what we do. Make sure you check out slap, um, slap boxing on YouTube at slaps TV, S L A double P Z. Um, and then TV, TV one word, yeah, one word. And you can check us out on Twitter at um, Slapboxing, Instagram, Slapboxing. No, on, on, on Twitter, we're Slaps TV. Mm-hmm. Um, you, and y'all know the Twitter logo changed. So if you see that, that yeah, black X. background with the X. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. just the X now. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so still log in and look up Slaps hey, TV. Know, hold on, though. Hey, yeah. real quick, though, it was kind of funny. It's okay when they X, but Malcolm did it was a problem. <laughs> hey, hey, finesse two times. Told him it's cool when it was cool when they do it. Yeah, it was a problem when I do it. So, right. you yeah, yeah. But, yeah. So, but we really appreciate you having us on this. Um, yeah. Much well, success, you know, for much success to the BPM uh, podcast, and um, it's thank a great you. thing. Yeah, so, I definitely, uh, you know, appreciate you guys, and um, 
you know, hope to make it to one of these slap boxing live events, you know, um, very soon. You know, I know that my goal is to actually start having um, some, you know, BPM events where, you know, we're actually being able to provide some real um, health literacy and education and, you know, um, care and everything, you know, to um, the public and, you know, I make it a whole thing. So, Hey, maybe a collaboration could happen. BPM Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, but um, yeah. shout out to you and your whole staff and everything y'all yes. doing over there. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right, folks. I appreciate, you know, you for tuning in to Peace Per Minute podcast. And, um, you know, and if you are catching a replay, um, thank you. Thank you. Um, you can catch us every Thursday. Um, this month, we'll be doing another live on the 23rd. You guys are welcome to come back. That's when we will actually be commemorating the five year of, um, you know, DJ Ready Red passing. Um, but, you know, starting at the end of the month, we'll be going live every week. And then you'll be able to catch the audio on Spotify and Apple Music and I believe Audible. Yeah. Okay. But, um, you know, just check in and, uh, you know, make sure you stay in tune so that you'll know when different things are coming up. We definitely want to give our love and our support and our thank you to all of the great um, artists, DJs, MCs, graffiti writers, B-boys, B-girls that came before that created this great culture that we called hip hop and we wish you a happy happy 50th anniversary all right so to the beat y'all we going to get up on out of here okay <laughs> thank well, you guys peace. peace thank you <laughs> hello little sister how are you great privacy and your company